0: All right, welcome to Coffee with Marcus and Morgan. In this show, we are going to talk to you about what's happening in the markets and how we are trading it. Today is uh, Wednesday, December seventh, and I mean, stocks have been falling for four days in a row, with the S and P five hundred closing below the four thousand level and giving back all of the post Powell speech gains. And now we hear from J P Morgan's Chase CEO Jamie Dimon. Warning of a recession. The VIX is, uh, the fear index is rising. Yesterday, 7%. So what's next? And most importantly, how are we trading the markets? That's what we're going to talk about today. By the way, if this is your first time here, I'm Marcus Hotcotter. This super smart guy over there is my head coach, Mark Hodge, and we are real traders who trade live accounts. Uh, we got a lot of trading experience and we're showing you how we trade these crazy markets. So trust me, we know our stuff. We're not afraid to tell you like it is. If you're looking for some honest insights into the fascinating world of trading, you are in the right place. And it seems that Mark has left me. Well, he might be back. And uh, in the meantime, we'll see of what's happening here. So again, the S&P dropping for four days in a row uh, starting last Thursday. So this was the big Powell speech on Wednesday where the markets got super excited about this. Uh, were rallying higher. And ever since, we have been dropping back. Now, with yesterday's close, all of these gains have been erased. We have been trading before below the 4000 level. We have been trading uh, below the 200 day moving average. So how much longer can this go? Uh, That is the key question here. Well, here's the deal. And I mean, we talked about it this morning with our Mastermind members. Typically, when we see four days in a row, it's usually time for a little bit of a pullback, uh, of a of a move higher here. So um, anyhow, this is what we are seeing here today. If you're looking at a five-minute chart, it's a little bit all over the place. So here we're looking at a five minute chart of the S&P, so we opened a bit lower, we moved higher, we moved lower again, we moved higher right now, all three major indices are positive. The Dow leading the pack here, as you can see, the Dow up 0.4%, the S&P up 0.3%, the Nasdaq just fighting here with the unchanged mark. And again, today, I would not be surprised if overall we are finishing higher. Now, the VIX, we talked about it. So yesterday jumped up uh, 7%, is still trading at fairly low levels. Because if we see what has been going on all of this year here, Uh, So the VIX is uh, the fear index, right, measuring fear in the markets. We see that it has been trading as high as, uh, where are we here, 38. And right now we are definitely at the lower end of the range. So why is this? Well, there's some uncertainty in the markets, but not real fear yet. So what is the uncertainty? The uncertainty is what will the Fed do next week when they have their meeting and also What will CPI data do? Let's take a look at the economic calendar really quick. Again, this week, not a whole lot going on. The core PPI on Friday will be the big one, but then next week, next week will be the big one. On Tuesday, the core CPI and the CPI data uh, that's being released, and then we have the Fed meeting. And I see that Mark is just trying to join us again. And uh, let's bring him in. There he is back. Hey, Mark. <laughs> how
1: is it going hey, on? Marcus.
0: Yeah, I was, that was just talking about of uh, how the VIX uh, has been creeping higher, but. I mean, there's no panic or fear in the markets just yet. It is more uncertainty. And it's a it's a waiting game ahead of next week's data because we don't have a whole lot going on right now, right?
1: That's it. That's it. I mean, you see that uh, the VIX, uh, if, if you go back to the VIX chart, I mean, this is where I think it makes sense to pay attention to the range and the extremes, right? And on the lower end, you see, Uh, some lower levels around 20. So that would be a low VIX reading based on what we've seen this year. Uh, On the higher end, you have a 34 reading. um, So that would be an extreme. And with the VIX at 22 right now, it's in that lower range. So uh, there isn't this panic. There isn't this fear. You have premiums that are elevated over the last couple of days. um, But really, it's just hurry up and wait for the Fed at this point.
0: It, that's what it is. And I mean, right now the markets are just uh, nervous. And uh, I, I just brought up the, the five-minute chart of the S&P where we see that not a whole lot going on. Again, I expect the markets to finish higher today because after four losing days in a row, and I believe eight out of the nine last nine sessions were losing days, uh, this is where we, we were time to uh,
1: for a bounce back here. I'm with you on that one. Uh, we're due. We're due. Interesting. Crude oil. I, I've been uh, keeping an eye on crude oil. This is interesting to watch. looks like it's going to make a fourth consecutive day lower and uh, making lows for 2022.
0: Yeah, I mean, uh, last time we saw crude oil as low has been in December last year, so almost a year ago. So, I mean, this should help a little bit with inflation. We'll see. I mean, prices at the gas pump are coming lower. And I mean, crude oil, it's not only for transportation. I mean, if you think about it, uh, yes, uh, of course, uh, what we put in the cars, if you, still ha- if you don't have a Tesla just yet. <laughs> Anyhow, uh, why, why we got to talk about Tesla here at a moment as well. Uh, but you, you know that the prices at the pump are already lower. Uh, and This will also affect production costs, and this is where it will be interesting to see PPI on Friday, if uh, the lower crude oil prices uh, are uh, reflected in the lower production cost.
1: That's uh, yeah. Uh, we'll we'll have to to see. But that l- lower oil is good for everybody. Yeah. <laughs>
0: All right, uh, so we will take a look at our positions right now, but we got to take a look at Tesla. Tesla still sliding, still moving lower since Elon Musk's focus is taken away from Tesla. he's now focused on Twitter. Did you hear that he set up uh, beds and uh, converted some of the empty offices into bedrooms so that uh, he and his employees can now sleep at the Twitter headquarters? That's uh, asking
1: for some commitment there.
0: Yeah. And of course, the city of San Francisco does not like that. They say, this is an office, not a condominium. (laughs) You can't sleep (laughs) here. He says, what are you talking about? I'm just setting up a few beds for tired employees. (laughs) So there's right now, I mean, we know that last week he got into a fight with uh, Apple CEO Tim Cook and
1: uh, this
0: has been resolved. Uh, Is he picking another fight with the city of San Francisco right now?
1: He likes to start it up a little bit. Um, it, there was an analyst that also said that Tesla may need to do some more price cuts to get demand up um, or, and, you know, keep demand strong. So uh, that was another thing. So Tesla just having some issues, whether it's Elon or San Francisco or uh, needing to keep up with uh, competition
0: Yeah, and this is where we see, I mean, Tesla from the highs right now down, uh, what is this, 56% from
1: the highs. Wow, I wouldn't have guessed that. I I would have thought about 35, 40, but more than half, huh?
0: Yeah, and just uh, comparing it to the overall markets year to date, I mean, the Dow really still the strongest, uh, but still down 7% for the year. Uh, The S&P right now uh down 17% for the year and the Nasdaq hit the hardest uh down 30% for the year okay. um so yeah i mean compared to this tesla definitely underperforming
1: so uh, the big question i i think is do you still think the s&p is going to hit 4200
0: absolutely Absolutely. (laughs) So uh, I do believe that today we finished positive. Uh, I do believe that uh, there is a possibility that next week we will reclaim the 4,100 level. It really all depends on next week, the CPI data and the wording of the Fed statement. Sure. Um, So this is where it depends. But I do believe that next week we will be around 4,100. And then we have room for a Santa Claus rally, because after next week's meeting, uh, we still have two weeks until the end of the year. I know that it is approaching quickly. But, uh, yes, I'm standing by my prediction of forty two hundred or above.
1: Well, I agree. I think next week is gonna set the tone for the remainder of the year. And if they're you know even if it's just kind of a okay, the Fed has their say, um uh, we could drift higher. You, you you know, there's the Santa Claus rally story. But Marcus, for you to be right, you have to average two percent a week uh, oh, yeah. for the next couple of weeks. Oh yeah, and again, uh, this is where
0: I made the prediction right here. Uh, This was uh, when we are trading right around thirty six hundred. So it's not that I just made it recently. So this is uh, what has been going on, and we have it here on the YouTube's, of course.
1: (laughs) You know that I like ribeyes, right? You you could you might want to get that order in. Oh yeah. (laughs) Yeah.
0: Well, the other thing is, uh, just before we look at our trades uh, after next week, there's no more major reports coming out because. The next jobs report will be in January. The next CPI data will be in January. The next PCE index uh, will be in uh, in January. The next PPI will be in January. And there's no Fed meeting in January. It will be the next in February. So this is the last of the year. This is why I believe next week super important and uh, markets are nervous because of that. And uh, yeah, I said it will set the stone. Uh, I will set the tone for the remainder of the year. All right. Jumping over to our positions, uh, we have the Googles. Uh, you sold the 104 because you got assigned at 104. I got it, uh, assigned at 108. And you closed it, uh, I believe, yesterday. Was it yesterday?
1: Yeah. Yeah, I got 82 cents for that. I closed it at 8 cents, so a little more than 90% of my max profit, which is my plan. I was hoping for a pop today and you know, drifting back up so I could sell the 104s again, but a little bit of a, a pullback and uh, we'll just have to wait and see on this one hasn't
0: happened yet yeah on the other hand nvidia are positive for the day uh trading right now above my cost basis i saw the uh, 175 calls expiring on friday uh so unless we see a monster rally in the next two days they will most probably expire worthless uh, which then allows me again next week to sell more calls and this will be fun especially if the vix is creeping higher because uh higher VIX means higher premiums in option prices.
1: True. I I think that you should, uh, I think you should roll down to 165.
0: Really? (laughs) We can discuss that tomorrow uh, in tomorrow's YouTube. Uh, I'll take a look at it. I mean, today it's
1: Wednesday. It's a
0: little bit too early for a roll. Um, But is there some good premium in there?
1: Oh, I haven't had a chance to look, but I, no. I'm just saying based on your position and your cost basis and, and break even, you know, I love the rolling up to 175 to potentially squeeze out that 15 grand. But if it's not trading up there, then you might as well get some good premium at a lower strike. That makes sense. So no, it'll jump up there next week. He'll jump. Or right, we'll do that. Yeah, <laughs>
0: okay. CTRA a position that we entered uh, last week, uh, we sold the 26 put expiring this week right now trading at 25.42. We talked about it yesterday. There is a possibility that we might get assigned uh, if we are still trading below 26 on Friday. Usually there's no risk of assignment before that unless we go deep, deep, deep in the money, but not here by these 58 cents. There's still a lot of uh, time value in the option.
1: Exactly. And and that's it. You know, sometimes uh, put sellers, they're concerned about early assignment. Uh, And the truth is that if you're uh, an option buyer, most of the time, especially with short-term options, it's better to just uh, trade, you know, close the position out in the market because you're probably going to get at least a nickel better than you would if you actually took assignment or exercised option. So no concern there. And even if we did take early assignment, great. That means that we have the potential to sell calls sooner.
0: Right, exactly. And that's what we are looking for. And uh, that's what we have been doing. That's the wheel strategy. And again, it is different, uh, Early, If you don't want to get assigned, don't trade the stock according to the wheel strategy. We did our research. We uh, looked at the fundamentals and uh, we saw that uh, CoTera Energy here, CTRA, solid quarterly results, solid annual results. Uh, Super interesting here that even in 2020, which was tough for oil and energy stocks, that they were able to squeeze out a profit there, so that's promising.
1: Yeah, and uh, you mentioned it. There's a pretty nice dividend, and with the wheel, I'm not trading wheel stocks purely for the dividend. That isn't my, you know, uh, overriding uh, factor, the decision that or the information I use to make a decision. But I consider it a nice bonus. Uh, and the last dividend was paid in, in November, so we'd have to be in this trade for a while to get it. Right. But Sixty-eight cents on a on a twenty-five dollars stock. That's impressive.
0: That's pretty good. Let's compare this to EK Oxy because I mentioned Oxy yesterday, and uh, we are looking here at the quarterly results, annual results. So super interesting. Oxy, uh, a company that Warren Buffett likes a lot, but look at what happened to them in twenty twenty. So yeah. honestly, uh, between these two, I I do like Oxy, but uh, I really really love CTRA. I think it's it's a very strong stock.
1: I traded it with you.
0: For those yeah. reasons. And talking about Oxy, I mean, this is a, a trade that we mentioned yesterday. Uh, definitely something that you keep keep an eye on. And uh, looking here at this range, if you are with Warren Buffett and want to own Oxy right now, you can sell uh, the 59 put expiring next week. Uh, get some really decent premium here. And I, I think this is a, a pretty good strike price, Mark. What do you think? I, I mean, we see that uh, the lowest uh close indicator here is way higher. It is at 64. But I think it's uh, very similar to what you said earlier in the VIX. We have to just look at the ranges here.
1: Yep. I, I think that's respectable. Um, there's been some real nice support. Buyers stepping in on all of those pullbacks. And and right now the stock's kind of in between its range. So if you could sell puts near that lower range, I, that, that's that's a win. You're getting paid to potentially own the stock. And if you do get a sign that you're you're owning shares at a discount from what it was trading at, which is exactly why we love the wheel.
0: Yeah, and you see, uh, if we would trade the 59 put here, the stock could drop another eight percent. So you're basically getting paid to buy Oxy eight percent below the current level. Yeah, I think that's a pretty good deal. Yep, it's right. on
1: my maybe list.
0: Yep. Uh, so that's definitely and. Uh, If you want, we can show you a few other stocks that are on our watch list and our maybe list. And we can do this tomorrow if you give us a like. Give us a like. Uh, The more likes we get, the more likely we're uh, (laughs) we're willing to show you uh, what else on our watch list, what we are considering here. And uh, if you would like to know how exactly we pick these stocks, uh, then take a look at there. We did a video on how we find the stocks that are best suitable for the wheel strategy. Check it out. And then we'll see you again tomorrow. And click on like.
1: Happy (laughs) trading, everybody.